This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. Yeah, it's like it's like a dodge against damage. It's like you're countering their aggro strategy by like yep. next level yep. metagaming them. Don't, don't try to do this, Jaybeard. Don't try to do this. I know, I know, I just, I'm clarifying. Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to you by ManorDeprived.com and 60Cards.com. Check us out. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mice they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal palm-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-T. KYT. I don't know about you guys, or I'm just mind-tricking myself constantly. <laughs> Jay Boosh. They're of a different culture, KYT. They prefer their magic untainted by the internet. Scotty. Then you just pull the fucking mind slaver and you just dome them with their own dude. That's entertainment. And Medina. I'm on camera and I'm like, oh man, don't blink. Act like you meant to do this. <laughs> and now, the AT. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 81 of the A-Team Podcast. This is KYT with Scott, Jay, and Jonathan Medina. How's it going, guys? I got a last name and these other guys didn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's because you're still so new, people need to remember who you are. Yeah, in case you haven't heard of me. I always have to, like, pause a bit, because I know you want to be called Jonathan, so... (laughs) Yeah, did you see my Men of Magic uh, interview? Nope. It was great because they go, um, interview with John Medina, J-O-N. <laughs> and then in the in the text, it was like, John Medina, J-O-H-N. And it's like, dude, they can't even, like, spell the, oh, the wrong name right. <laughs> Calling out the beamy. <laughs> Just uh, spell my name right. And so. <laughs> yeah, jeerbs. Sorry, I'm a little cranky. I didn't get any uh didn't get any dinner tonight. I um I ordered three sandwiches, but they only brought two. So <laughs> That's rough. Hey, um by the way, I don't know if uh if the world noticed, but uh Mike Flores gave uh, an awesome pump on his blog fivewithflores.com uh to our uh, the interview that you that Heather did with me on Legit MTG. It was a really big pump, and I just, uh, I, I think yeah. if you guys haven't checked that out, you should totally should, because it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and you should also check out fiberfloors.com, because that guy's on my good side. Yep, agree. Yeah, yeah, that interview was great. I, I got a lot of positive feedback about that. I think a lot of people, uh, they got to know you a little bit better, and, you know, I think the, the MTG dads all started, like, uh, cheering you on, you know, because they, they got to see a little bit of the inside of uh, of you, you know? That's sweet. I'm down. It was a pleasure to do. It was a lot of fun. It was really flattering to be asked. So yeah, was, you were uh, the first one, man. I'm, so I'm pleased to be the guinea pig. <laughs> yeah, we had to send you like questions like a hundred times yeah. after you filled them all out. <laughs> you had to get interviewed again. That first was... time, John's like, "Not good enough. Go back for more." Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he was like almost a Nazi. It was pretty funny. Yeah, sorry, Heather. You know, gotta get it done right. <laughs> Anyways. 
So yeah, so that should make Mike happy because I think that he's pretty upset about the lack of Mike Flores references that are contained in our podcast. Mike Flores, Mike Flores, Mike Flores. Okay, now that we got that out of the way. Sweet! Move on! on. <laughs> so what have we been playing? Um, there's been lots of shit going on. Uh, tons and tons of spoilers that are happening. Some really neat stuff. Um, there's been some sick content that's come out on the web lately that I want to talk about as well. But like before we get to any of that shit, I think we should make sure that we're talking about the most important thing that happened this week. And for those of you that don't believe this is the most important thing that happened this week, <laughs> fuck you. Um, our very own <laughs> limited champion. So just John, fuck you then. And, and resident Delver expert flexed his unerring game skills and unreasonably amazing <laughs> game acuity <laughs> and took his like fought tooth and nail up the ladder of this unreal free roll mox tournament that happened at Phoenix Games just this past weekend. Our very own Jay Boosh won himself a Mox Emerald. Jaboosh! Jaboosh! I, I feel like Scotty's just trolling me here, but... <laughs> so, no trolls. But I no won a Mox, so fucking who cares? Damn right! Yeah, damn right. What did you do What did you do with the Mox? That's what I want to know first. Uh-oh. Uh, well, uh, I snap-sold it. If the answer is I traded it into legit MTG for 20% more <laughs> trade value, I'm dying. So, how much did you snap sell it for? Uh, 250. Who'd you sell it to the store? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Why? I'm just curious. I always like to know that kind of stuff. What would you have offered? Uh, what condition was it in? Uh, it was not in near mint, obviously, because it's a mox. But, uh, it wasn't, like, beat up or anything. So I would say it was in like what? What are the what are the? How does the grading go? It's like Slight, near, slightly, mid, slightly played. played, slightly played, right? Near yeah, mint, mid, slightly played. With, with moxes, I would do like near mint, excellent, um, you know, very good and good. So it was probably between very good and excellent then. Yeah, like I don't, I don't think I can call something excellent if it fucking <laughs> has marks on it. Yeah, I mean, if it had marks on the back, like a lot of moxes have, like a lot of whitening, whitening on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it'd probably be between very good and excellent. Yeah, that's yeah. typical. Like mox condition is typically you have a little bit of uh, edge whitening, and then you have the back, uh, yeah. the back wear, and then uh, usually the front and ranges. Sometimes they're you know really nice on the front, and so usually I'll grade a mox front and back. So. Oh, okay. So if the front is nicer than the back, then you get to uh, you get to accent that. Yeah, like so the front's definitely nicer than the back. You're absolutely right. Like um, I think because all moxes are pretty much the same age and and you know were have been around forever. Um, the, a lot of them are gonna have you know a lot of like the similar whiting, maybe some card damage on the edge from shuffling and et cetera. So I mean, it wasn't. It's not like it was a you know a foil black border, mm -hmm. you know mint underground sea. Like uh, I was fine to win it um the only thing that i don't like is like i don't i just to me i don't play any of the formats <clears throat> that uh i don't play any of the formats that the mocks are legal in and unfortunately shout out to mike but unfortunately he didn't make as much of a buzz and he actually lost money on the tournament um so he he's not planning on having any more 
And so, like, there's not really the option for me to continue supporting Phoenix Comics and, like, potentially win a set of power, right? Like, live the whoa, dream. Whoa, 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 let's not get ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> I mean, I am obviously the best. Easy, easy, so, easy. Just, what I'm saying is there's, like, I'd have to, like, I just didn't want to start a getting down the road of being, like, oh, man, I have one mox. I better start working towards another mox. And uh, get into that weird addiction. And then I also, like I said, he's not going to do any more Mox tournaments. So I didn't really want to. I just figured, whatever, it's easier to just snap sell it to him, get the money I want for the cards I want, and then whatever, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not looking down on you for selling it like that. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm just curious because uh, they're not commonly talked about and stuff. So pricing on Moxes is just really obscure. Yeah, like to know? be. To be really honest with you, I had no idea. Yeah, like, most people don't. Yeah, like I literally had no idea. And then um, somebody told me to ask him for 200 for it. And I, so then I was just like, fuck that, 250 And then yeah, he was I mean, like, yep, okay. And and what do you like, put in the uh, case at? Do you put in the case at like 400 or something like that? I'm not, I don't know. I didn't see. Three, 350 was the uh, sticker price in the Twitter picture. Yeah, so then there you go. Yeah. Yeah, see, like, that's all. It seems reasonable to me. Like, uh, you know, on eBay, they sell between 300 and 400 you know? And, and, I, think, so, like, and I have to deal you, with shipping. I have to deal with, like, verified payment. I have to deal with all this just fucking garbage, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it seems decent. 250 in cash or store credit? <laughs> uh, I took store credit. Ugh. Uh, Ugh. I, Ugh. Uh, that's <laughs> terrible. You totally should have got three in store credit for it if it's store credit. Like, not close. Yeah, not close. Not trade? No. No, no, no. Doesn't matter. No, no. Store credit, trade, same shit. Okay, okay. Fucking 300. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was, oh, so it, that's it was why, cash. That's he was, like, so snappy. I mean, yeah. I don't, he scummed me or anything. Like, it's my, it was my choice. I could have waited. Like, Do I the right thing, get rid of it and Whatever. I'm, I'm happy with it. I mean, I guess like, if I was more definitely... patient, I could have got more, I guess. But whatever. You could have put it on Twitter for... You know, two fifty cash and sold it with within a snap of a finger. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, like, just keep that in mind. And everybody who has like a decent amount of Twitter followers, um, if you just put things out there for a good deal, like, uh, you know, people will buy it. Uh, well, I've yeah. seen people selling if cards. If you mention Medina in your tweet, even if you don't have a Twitter army, and ask him to retweet it, he will. And fucking, you'll get 4,000 people. Looking sometimes. At sometimes I will. <laughs> sometimes I'll just fucking buy it. But then, <laughs> then it's not bad, right? <laughs> sometimes I do buy it. Um, I've been getting a lot of people asking me to retweet their stuff lately. And uh, it's not that I don't like you, but I'm not going to encourage that kind of behavior because I don't want my my feed to just be a bunch of people being like, hey, help me do this. Help me do that. Help me. You just know. a bunch of advertising. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be an advertiser for you guys. I'm sorry. Knock it off. 20, what if I give you 20 bucks? <laughs> yeah, what if I cut you a deal? We'll talk about Man, it off, this, this off is a air. really good interview about my Mox tournament. Yeah. Everybody's really excited about we, it. We just don't want to go into Delver for like Yeah, what are you going to say? Uh, I played Delver. I bought it. I'm going to win this. I'm going to win this in 10 years when you are finally good enough to win something. Oh! And I'm going to be like, shit. oh, yeah, what'd you play? Fucking who cares? I'm going to make a case of the... Uh, <laughs> Jay, Jay, how how many rounds was uh, was the tournament? Eight, plus top eight. Really? Uh, no, wow. it was six, six plus top eight. So I guess nine. I guess yes, yeah, nine. Okay, so it was six rounds of standard, and then draft top eight. 
Uh, no, it was so it, it like so it was it was going to be three three three. Okay. And then they decided that they would rather do draft first, uh, because if people go like o three in the first round of standard or something, or like go one two and tilt, then they didn't want people to drop, and then the draft pods are all fucked up. So they switched to draft first. There's three rounds of draft first, and then they switched to uh, three rounds of standard, and then cut to three rounds of top eight, which was draft again. No, it was standard again. Oh, okay. So standard top eight, three rounds of draft to uh, make sure that your pods are full, and then yeah. three rounds of standard. Okay, got it. Yeah. So what'd you draft in your first round? In your oh, first my draft? God. Is it offensive to say that I drafted an abortion? No, no, I don't think so. Okay. But I think that what is... you're trying to say is an aberration, but that's fine. <laughs> no, I mean a literal, like, what? baby oh. fetus. Okay. Um. <laughs> that might be offensive to some users, but... That's fine. Carry on. Um, so, like, I basically, I started drafting, like, nice and open. I took a couple of removal spells for my first, I think, what, anyway. What was your pack one pick of, one? Uh, uh, spells. I don't remember what my pick one was. I think that it was it's a like the one you remember, right? Like, don't you remember your first pick out of each pack? No, I don't always, because sometimes they're irrelevant, right? Like, I think uh -huh. I took a rack with Madness. Okay. Um, and then I followed it up with uh, that that flashback red white burn spell that does for attackers. Rally the peasants. No, no, no. The oil one, burning oil, burning. <laughs> yeah, I think. Sure. It's or What's like that, that card called? Isn't it called burning oil? It's like deal three damage to an attacker, and then you can flash it, attacker or blocker, and you can flash it back. It is burning oil. Yeah, burning oil. And then and then um I I saw some werewolves and um i saw the guy next to me not pick them and i and there was like lots of really good green coming so i switched into green and then uh as it has been noted extensively on the internet uh the the color distribution in um innistrad and in uh dark ascension is atrocious so then what started happening is we saw like entire packs that had like seven white cards in them and no black cards in them or no blue cards in them or no wow. green cards in them. So that was fucking gay. So that like I just literally drafted like I don't I don't even remember the draft because it was the worst. It was literally the worst. And the only reason that I like made it out of the draft alive and this is similar to the CMT where I went like O one one and then had to win out. I basically started the draft like one oh so luckily uh, but I, the only reason I did is because I beat the guy that from his first pick of ghoul tree forced the spider spawning deck for like the entire draft because he was, he was under the impression that the tournament was starting at 10 AM, not 1 PM. So he made plans at like five with his <laughs> and he was like, fuck it. I'm going to draft and then I'm going to leave. I was like, okay, sweet. So yeah, so he just forced spider spawning deck from from Ghoul Tree pick, and played five color spider spawning, and like hit his colors every time, of course, right? Yeah. And ah, uh, uh, and then and then what happened? Oh, and Dagger. then I played against Sean Hetherington in the final. I lost my second round, like in like six seconds. The guy just like actually played real magic cards and killed me, and I played you know nothing. And then I played Sean Hetherington, which you guys remember from our spoiler casts. In the third round of the draft, and 
he, you know, was super tilty. So he, I beat him and got lucky and went two one out of the draft, which was lucky. And then, yeah, and then I mean, I and then we played played some standard, some Delver. It was pretty sweet. And your record for standard was? Uh, I went three zero in standard. Nice. Yeah. Um, I I played really well. I played really tight, and uh, <laughs> I I basically like. I mean, you guys are right. This is kind of boring. I that's why I'm just yeah. That's why I asked you what your record was, and then we're going to move on to top eight, the matches yeah. that actually matter. Yeah. Yeah. So in the quarterfinals, what were you paired up against? Uh, quarterfinals, I played against Cody Crosman. Oh. Okay, what was what was Cross playing? Cody Crosman was playing Esper. Esper Control, I think yep. he called it, which was yep. not Esper Spirits, as I was learned by you guys the yep. Thursday before. Um, and he he missed like some of his key cards, like and and I made sure to basically follow what you know you guys told me. Uh, Cody was really good, actually, too. Uh, Cody and Brian both were really good um, before the tournament started of basically like sitting me down and going through matchups and how to sideboard against certain matchups and how to play just because I was really nervous and I literally just forgot how to play magic like before the oh. tournament started. So, they so were, shout out, like, shout out to those guys. And of then you course, beat yeah. Cody. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Um, Brian also shout out to Brian. Cause I felt bad that he went one, three drop. <laughs> <laughs> But he's hilarious when he loses. He is. Oh, yeah, he is. He is. He was hilarious the whole time. But, yeah, he went 1-3 drop and, uh, you know, kind of sucked. But he was fine with it. He didn't get mad or nothing. Um, so after you beat Cody, so did the games with Cody go to 3 or did you push him in in 2? Uh, I believe that it went to 3 because in game 2 uh, he got, like, he got some good, good like, blowouts on my Delvers. And then he basically, I basically just saw nothing. Uh, like I was, and I was trying to do what John was saying, where I was like crafting my hand with ponders and being like really proactive with shuffling, but it was difficult. Cause I'd see like, I'd ponder into like ponder, ponder probe and be like, uh, like you can't really keep that. Cause that doesn't fucking do anything. But what if I just shuffle into land? Like that's garbage. And I never saw like a white source the entire game. And then, um, so like that was like a really quick beating. And then game three, uh, Cody basically just got, like, kind of manifest. He played a, a pretty good game, but, like, I just god drew him and uh, didn't really do anything. I mean, Delver is such a good deck. I don't know why people just insist on not playing it constantly. But it's the same reason that nobody wanted to play Jund, right? Like, you just, sometimes you just don't want to be the bad guy, and you just don't want to give in to the mainstreamness of it, you know? So, anyways. Um, so, that's great. So, semifinals, you were up against who and what? Oh, semifinals, I got super, it was super lucky. I was up against uh, our sweet friend, Simon Lee. And, oh, man! Uh, oh, <laughs> and I was like... Is this like the tilty a ancient Asian guy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so, we're sitting there, we're playing, and like, he's playing like Blue white humans, right? And his in game one, he keeps a hand of like it's like a one lander. Um, what is it? It's, it's a one lander double champion. And then if he draws, I think a land, he can play an honor of the pier uh, or a gather the townsfolk possibly. Um, but like everything else in his hand is like a four or five drop. But he's he doesn't know really what I'm playing, and he's also banking on the fact that uh, I'm a bad player, and he's just gonna crush me, right? And I keep a hand that's like. That's like, I don't know, like two Delvers, one land, two Ponders, and like a Mana Leak. 
And I, of course, blind flip my Delver on the first flip. And then I just, like, <laughs> perfectly curve out and get two swords and just, like, absolutely just rape him. Um, and then he gets me with a pretty aggressive start, and he's playing three fucking angelic Destiny's main. Oh, God. Oh, my God. And, like, so I'm not expecting that, and he just absolutely devastates me, like, just crushes me. He goes Geist with an Angelic Destiny, and he has, uh, like, a bunch of flyers from his, um, he has a bunch of flyers from, like, uh, Lingering Souls. Um, so, like, he just, he, he gets me in game two. And then in game three, uh, like, I keep, I keep a pretty loose hand with, like, not a whole lot of action. Um, and it ends up being a really grindy game because, uh, in my opinion, like, so did Simon. He might have kept, like, good hands based on his deck. I don't know how, like, that deck really, like, what its keeps can be. But I think that he kept loose hands all three games. And, uh, but then, like, basically it comes down to him having, like, I don't know, seven power in the air with Angelic Destinies and uh, a Geist. And I have, like, I think a Delver with a sword on it. And um, I can hit him for exact seas minus one. And I need a Vapor Snag. If I can't find a Vapor Snag, I lose. So I ponder, and I see Ponder, Ponder, Mana Leak. So I keep, like, Ponder. And then I probe to get the one Ponder off the top. And then I ponder again and see Ponder, Ponder, uh, or Ponder, or sorry, Mana Leak, Ponder, and Vapor Snag. And then, and he's tapped out. And what do I do? This is on my turn, right? What do I do is not Vapor Snag his fucking Angelic Destiny guy. I just attack and pass the turn. And uh, and then he can't kill me because of the life gain on um, sort of worm piece. And I got super lucky because I knew I also probed him and saw that he had a fucking mana leak in his hand. So when he was tapped out and I was supposed to vapor snag him, I didn't and just blew that. But I mean that's because I was super nervous and Cody Crosman was like watching my game like a hawk. So you know that was fun. <laughs> Like just so, in front of Cody constantly. That's my mo playing man. Uh-huh. Oh, man. So 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 you bash. So you bash in. You win. Regard despite the fact that Mother Hen is like sitting on your shoulders. Yeah, like I think he, I think Simon scooped early, and Simon's actually notorious. He's one of those guys like where he just he'll scoop like obviously properly. Like he scoops when he like knows he's lost. Yeah. Uh, I just think that there he probably scooped just a little early. Um, he didn't know what I found, and he had the mana leak in hand, so he probably could have. <laughs> so he scooped after the attack when you left him at one, and he drew and didn't he, get anything? He untapped and drew, and then he had five outs in his deck, Yeah, he says. And he untapped and drew, and then he just was like, yeah, you got it. You got me. I can't I right. can't kill you on the swing back, and you have a sword of war and peace. So. Yeah, okay. Um, All right, so then you move on to the finals. Yeah, sorry. I also forget to, forgot to mention in the Cody Crosman matchup, in the in the game two when he like absolutely crushed me, uh, he had he cast I think it was four lingering souls and <laughs> it might have only been three, but yeah he he fucking a lot he just like raped me with <laughs> I'd never seen that before it was pretty crazy so yeah and then in the finals uh, you guys are gonna love this uh, I basically it's like nine p.m. And I basically say to Mike, uh, do you want to go home early? And he says, yep. And I scoop. I just crushed him. He just, he knew that I, he can't beat Delver. So he just was like, whatever, that's fine. I scoop. Okay, what was he playing? 
Uh, he was playing his janky, I don't know, like, Mike always likes to play really kind of off-the-wall, really powerful decks. Like, basically take all the most powerful cards in standard, put them in a deck, and then, like, they theoretically should work. And the day before the tournament, he was playing uh, the Gatekeeper for the last uh, last man or last chance qualifiers. So if you could come to the store and beat Mike, then you could you could get in on the Mox tournament. And he basically went like 0-4 on the Four. day of that deck. And uh, so yeah, so he was playing like the cards that I saw were like Snapcaster and Day of Judgment and Moreland Han. And it was really late, and he was making like not a lot of play mistakes, but I saw a couple in his semifinal match. And he was tired and just wanted to go home. So he just, and he didn't want the box? No, he didn't care. What did he get for being second? Uh, second prize, I think, was a box. Uh, like, I mean, you didn't have to take a foreign box if you didn't want to. Uh, some people... So so funny there if the answer is, oh, about 275 bucks. Oh, yeah. About <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a mox in a box. It was, it was a foreign, not a funny <laughs> mox in a box. But it was, it was. Basically, it was a Japanese or a Russian or a Korean or Chinese box of whatever set you wanted. And then you could take English if you really wanted, if you really, you know, don't like foreign cards, I guess. But yeah, I mean, the prizes were supposed to be very, very, very different. But um, what ended up happening is that, like, like the TO misjudged the interest uh, because that you have, like, because you have to qualify for them. So just so that everybody, like, who doesn't know at home, Basically, the way that this tournament worked is that five days a week, Phoenix has tournaments anyway. So they have, like, Modern and then Legacy and then Vintage and then Standard and EDH and then they have FNM and et cetera. And basically what Mike thought was a good idea to generate some buzz about those weekly tournaments plus give you something bigger to go towards is what's called a satellite tournament. And for those of you not familiar with, uh, like, poker and stuff, a satellite tournament is basically a smaller tournament that's cheaper and then... You, if you win it, you basically win your entry into a bigger tournament with a bigger prize. So you play in these small satellite tournaments for 10 bucks. If you go, they're three rounds. They're capped at three rounds. If you go 3-0, you get into the satellite tournament. If you go 2-1, you get your money back. And if you go worse than that, then you just don't get anything. Um, so basically, the problem with that is that once I win a satellite qualifier, I don't have to go back and play ever again because there's no incentive, right? Right. It's similar similar to how SCG does their invitationals now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so basically like if you what is it, like top eight, one of the tournaments or whatever, then you are invited to the invitational in that oh, okay. order or whatever, and you don't have to go back at all. If you're not interested in the players club points, then you just have to go and that's it. So I mean there wasn't as many people as he thought were gonna come out and qualify for this thing. So the prizes at the last minute ended up having to be um, kind of changed. He never specifically stated, like, oh, $10,000 in prizes and then, you know, reneged on that. He was just planning on being a lot more generous, and then it turned out that, like, to be able to afford to, you know, pay his rent, he couldn't <laughs> basically give away the farm, right? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it was a fun experience uh, after all of the shitheads that were just really mopey and, like, lazy and, you know, like... I don't know, being negative, like, like it was the first half of the tournament was the least fun I've ever had at a tournament. It was worse than going to like a GP alone. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know. Have you guys ever played at a tournament where like no one has fun and everyone's just angry? Yeah. It's called a PTQ. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And I don't PvP a whole lot, so that's probably why I don't. <laughs> why is everyone so mad? <laughs> like, you mad, bro? Like, nobody was having fun. Nobody was telling funny stories. Nobody was joking. Nobody was, like, nobody was saying good game. There was literally no good game handshakes at all. I said good game, sir. <laughs> <laughs> literally, like, like, somebody, like, nobody said good game to me. So then I was like, I said good game, sir. And then they were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, and, like, people were just being rude and just nasty and just mopey and, like, oh, the world's against me. Like, of course you fucking blind flip your Delver. Oh, yeah, oh, of course you just fucking bleh. Like, they were just surly, salty, sour motherfuckers. So Did they I board actually... in their Doom Blades? What? <laughs> Did they board in their Doom Blades after you blind flip that Delver, bro? <laughs> so, so, like... It was pretty depressing, and so I like as I'm winning my rounds and everything, I'm actually just like live tweeting that I'm not having a good time whatsoever, and I'm texting Megan saying like, "Man, like this is actually just awful. Um, should I just come home?" And everyone's like, "If you're not having fun, just go home. Like, why are you there?" And I'm like, "Well, it's a mox. Like, hello." And uh, I mean. Typical fashion of Jaybush, like I ended up, you know, winning the thing after wanting to just go home. Uh, but like after the after the big, basically the standard tournament ended, everybody kind of that was like being an asshole and was like mopey left. They were all like they all like poisoned the well and were like, you have no chance of making top eight, even though they did, and you should just leave now and. You know, like, all this filth. And so, basically, all those people left, and then all the fun people were just hanging around playing Magic with each other like it was FNM or a GP or something where you're just kind of hanging out with your bros playing Magic. It was actually fun. Nice. Yeah. And, like, Simon Lee? Fucking, we're playing Simon Lee, and he's, like, laughing and joking and talking to me? And I'm like, wow, this is insane. Simon Lee is, like, my Mike Flores. They're, like, the same person. <laughs> like, so, so we're playing... And I'm like, turn one probe, you, Simon. And then he goes to, like, show his hand. And I'm like, did you want to... I always offer. I'm always like, do you want to play with it face up or do you want me to write it down? Because uh, not only because I'm, like, angling you, because if you play with your hand open, you'll just make infinite mistakes all the time. I mean, Simon probably wouldn't, but a lot of players do. Um, also, because it's just easier for me to just see what you're playing than to write down and then forget, like, instantly that I wrote it down, right? Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I'll play with my hand face up. I'm like, what? Really? Are you trolling? And he's like, no, I like you. Only because I like you. Play with my hand face up. Normally, I'm <laughs> Ow! I'm so robot large right now. <laughs> so, but yeah, so shout out to all those guys. They made the tournament really fun. And uh, winning was definitely a bonus. That was fun. I thought you were going to say winning was definitely a boner. <laughs> boner. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I didn't want to be there, so, you know, it was kind of a boner to stay and win. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a bamf, dude. Just taking the tournament down, not even wanting to be there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, whatever. Just, what of it? Just like, ah, I don't really want to be here. I guess I'll win. <laughs> and then I'll just uh, I'll just ship the mocks back for store credit, because I'm just going to win another one next time anyways. Yeah, I'm going to win another one. I'm going to Lotus next time. <laughs> Whoa, sick. Good for you, dude. Next time I'm in, a, like, a big tournament, maybe even Scotty, you could help me out with this. Next time I'm in a big tournament, just 
remind me to make notes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because, like, I literally don't remember shit when I'm playing Magic because I'm just focusing. Like, like I read your article uh, on uh, Legit MTG, and I'm, like, the exact same as you. You're, like, like, just like Medina said, like, just don't blink. Act like you meant to do all the shit. (laughs) (laughs) Play Magic. You just play Magic. That is what you you just and and so I'm so focused on doing that that yeah. I really just like I just like I said I don't even remember when my first three picks were in draft and like Dan who was sitting next to me and is kind of you know he's a nice guy but like he's just has no like what's it called filter and he basically just tells you when you fuck up and he's like why did you do that you fucked up you're an idiot um he comes up to me he's like what well, what was your first pick and I'm like I don't know I don't remember I'm not gonna tell you Dan we're in a draft and then he's like. Oh, I just wondered because you sent me all these wrong signals. And then I'm like, and then I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I probably did because I don't even remember what my first pick was. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But, I mean, all in all, I really appreciated what Mike did, and I had a good time anyway. And, you know. That's good. It's really awesome. Yeah. Sick. Congratulations, man. Are you better than Matt, Matt Mercier now? Fuck, you know it. Members. <laughs> that guy has actually won no moxes. That guy is awful. <laughs> He's still better than Cody Crossman. <laughs> I was wondering, uh, since you won a mox and all, if you want to write a competitive uh, column on legitmtg.com. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're moving up. You're moving up in the world. So, uh, you know, I want to get in on the ground floor, you know? Before he gets on premium. <laughs> <laughs> I, for you, before everybody comes knocking on my door, I could get like a like a low rate, like a friend rate. Friend, <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, let's talk about real magic. That was fucking boring, even to talk. Well, about I don't know, man. When we think something's boring, our listeners just like chew it up and just, like love it, it, man. <laughs> yeah, they're just like they're spitting their coffee out all over their desk right now. <laughs> Medina today retweeted that somebody is like. All about the more Medina movement. And in the same comment, that guy said that I was the fucking all-star of the show. <laughs> and Medina I just... Really, cut, cut, I, I don't really care, dude. All I care about is the more Medina cut, movement. Cut that, that was awesome. Cut that out. Cut <laughs> the comment. More Medina. Yeah, that's it. That's all he said. He just said more Medina. Yeah, that's all he said. I got, I got 140 characters, dude. What do you want me to do? You know? I, can, I only go, I only put the relevant stuff, you know. <laughs> you know, two tweets, maybe two hundred and eighty characters there. You know, it's <laughs> oh, fine. God. I know you're salsa Medina. Woo! I just had a I just had a quesadilla right now. Quesadilla. Yeah, it was delicious. So uh, now I can cast without like losing it. So. Yeah. <laughs> so who's no. next? Who gets to talk? I I have a story as well. So. Oh, I, I didn't win a mox, but I have a story. Well, I it, it's probably better than mine. So I had a GPT this weekend. Um, the guys uh, convinced me at the last minute. I, I woke up in the morning. I'm like, God, I don't know. I've been watching Conley videos all week, and I had Conley's ramp deck ready to go. And I'm just like, God, just feels so inconsistent. But, like, the power level's obscene. Like, it does some stupid shit. You know, like, ramping into, like, the 246 Grave Titan on 4, Elish Nord, kill you is awesome. That's pretty good. Yeah. It happened, like, twice. 
<laughs> so, uh, anyways, so I wake up in the morning. I'm like, oh, I feel really bad about it. So I decide to, like, tweak up the sideboard for, uh, you know, Shaheen's Esper list. And I'm feeling really good about the sideboard. Like, it's ideal and perfect and whatnot. And uh, so then I decide, well, maybe I'll just ask all of you guys while I'm on the way down, since I have both decks, what should I play? Cool. And, of course, all three of you are like, ramp, totally play ramp. Oh, fuck, ramp. Rah! Yeah. So, fuck you guys. You sort of made top eight. So, anyways, so I came in ninth. I said ask um, No, you did You yes, came I around did. the ramp. No, you came around the ramp. I have the messages, don't lie. Um... Anyways, so I'm like, so you should, so you're saying I should play ramp. You're like, yeah, out of those two choices, I'd play ramp. Okay. So basically, um, I ended up, uh, the top of my bracket, except that somebody who, somebody who was supposed to lose their win and in didn't. And as a result, I was ninth. It was pretty rough, right? So I was ninth, um, which didn't really get me anything except for a pain in the ass and lots of time to play EDH. Um, but it was fun. Like I said, the deck was just terribly inconsistent. Um, I miss playing blue cards. Told you not and to play ramp, bro. Told you to play Esper. In all fairness, like, the Esper list would have crushed. Like, there were so many Esper spirit, like, Esper tokens lists that uh-huh. were there. And black, like, black-white tokens was there. Ugh. And, like, red-green aggro. And, like, I crush all these decks. Yeah. Like, the fuck was I doing? <laughs> you were stuck on the ramp thing, man. You just, you wanted to cast... Graves Height into Elish Norn. Really? I just wanted to cast Rampant Girl. I love <laughs> no, I wanted to cast... No, you're right. I wanted to cast fucking, like, Primeval Titan to fish up Gavany Township. Yeah, I wanted it all. And you know what? It happened a couple times, and there were a couple games where I just blew my opponents out, and it was not even close. And it felt really strong. Um, but, you know, it was fine. Had its time in the sun, and now I can move on and play some real decks with blue cards. Nice. I forgot... Too like I guess I didn't even this didn't even cross my mind until just now, but uh, when you asked us what you should play, uh, I totally told you what I should play. Oh, thanks. <laughs> like okay. like I forgot that you like to play certain decks, yeah. and that like given the given the opportunity between whatever filth you were trying to push on me and ramp, I'm obviously taking ramp. Like I play the <laughs> shit out of that deck, but you don't like that deck, so like I maybe. <laughs> caused you to get nine? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I actually I I blame you all equally for not just like bitch slapping me and saying, play your fucking Wait, how many okay. people were there? Um honestly I don't even remember. <laughs> I can't believe I said Esper I'm getting blamed still. This is uh, crazy. God, do I have to go through this oh. list? Dude, anyways, just look at so, the chat. Look at the chat. I I'm said Esper all the way. Yeah, you said Esper to start, but anyways. So it was fine. All in all, it was a good time. I had fun. Deck was fun. Uh, it's definitely fine for, like, F&M, but don't take it to a serious tournament, because it's not going to win you anything. Uh, Massacre Worms were insane. Obviously. Insane. <laughs> All day. Anyways. All right, yeah, that was it. That was my whole tournament report. I don't care. John! <laughs> All right. Um, now you got me looking at the things. That's okay. Don't worry about it. No, no, because I'm going to prove you wrong, man. No, God, stop luring me and fucking tell your story. All right, all right. I said Esper. Anyway. Sure. <laughs> I concede that at one point in the discussion you told me to play Esper. Okay, anyways. <laughs> so, uh, FNM Hero. All right, I'm going to spoil it for some people a little bit. I finally know. This yeah. is, it's not spoiling it. It's called Premium. Pre- it's Premium. Yeah, premium exclusive preview here. 
I finally yeah. cashed in a tournament. Okay. Yay! Yay! Ten dollars, eleventh place. Still. Right. So so I was pretty pumped about that. I went four and two. Um, finally got some cash. Uh, but the story is not cashing. Okay. I'll write about that. The story is what happened after. So I cashed. The next morning, I see on Facebook my friend Mike Belfato. He says, hey, are you guys going down to this tournament? It's in, like, Amelia, and it's at 1 p.m., and it's pretty soft, right? So I'm thinking, hey, man, I just cashed, right? Why don't I just go down to this tournament and cash again, you know, because I'm awesome. So uh, I go to the soft tournament in Amelia. And Mike Vafato is actually uh you've played him before, I think, Scott. Probably. Yeah, he was he was the one in Cincinnati who they said was on the has played on the Oh, play- sure. Yeah. He's yeah. the guy that beat me around five with Temperance Steel. Yeah, yep. okay. Okay, yep. yeah. So Mike Vafato is played on the Pro Tree, he's a good player. Uh, you know, pretty decent, you know, uh He's a nice enough guy to play play against, sure. Yeah. yeah. So I get there. It looks like uh just a bunch of people that I can beat and Mike Belfato. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm just and like, oh, great. Boss. This is pretty soft, man. I'm pretty – I start, like, looking in the case. I'm like, oh, man, what can I get, you know? Probably this Grave Titan or something. So uh, bust out the FNM hero deck and uh, round one pairings, Medina versus Mike Belfato. <laughs> I'm just like, got to be kidding me. I had to get to the soft tournament, and now I have to play against Mike Belfato, right? So freaking play against Mike Belfato. He crushes me. Uh, he's playing just this weird deck, like typically like against red green uh, red green aggro. I have a pretty good matchup because pretty much my um, skin renders just beat that deck, like just beat it up and down. So the funny thing is, he wasn't really he was running like a red green aggro, but he's running Dungrove elders instead of Huntmasters, and it's just this weird deck. All right, so. Uh, Game one, he rolls me over. Game two, I'm kicking his ass with a birthing pod. All right, so I get an early birthing pod, freaking get a slime on his land. He's got, like, no hope in the world, right? Well, that's what I thought. He freaking plays a metamorph, copying my birthing pod. And then he just birthing pods up to a primeval titan, which is obviously in his deck for, I don't know, whatever reason. So anyways, he crushes me, and I'm like, well, I'm going to go home because uh, I can't cash, right? So Mike says, oh, don't worry, man. You can still cash if you win out. So I'm like, all right, I'll win out then. So freaking win out. Go 3-1 in this tournament. And I'm just waiting. Uh, end of the tournament, they pass out the prizes, and I'm just like, uh, did I get anything? And he's like, oh, no, you just missed the, uh, you just missed the cutoff. You're, you're fifth place, and we only paid it to top four. So, like, Drive over there an hour, waste five hours of my life, five dollars of my FM hero budget, <laughs> and freaking just get basic shit on. And I was just, I just like, I was looking, it's like, it's a game swap, the store, and it's like, uh, they have like DVDs and Blu rays and stuff. So I was like looking at the Blu rays. I was thinking, oh, yeah, like, um, I'll pick up a Blu ray and then do my shopping with my store credit and then like go home and watch the Blu ray with my wife, you know? And, so, like, when he told me, like, no, you just missed the cutoff, I just, like, turbo-tilted and just, like, stormed out of the store. <laughs> forgetting the Blu-ray, forgetting everything. I'm just like, damn it, just get my car. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, 
oh man, I must have like punched my dashboard and I was just like, oh, it was just, I was just so aggravating because I go three one, I had a headache, I had to like battle through all this freaking gameplay and, and these kids were getting like, these guys were getting like some sick draws against me, but I was just battling back, man, just getting there and, uh, and get nothing. And I'm just, is like, it, do they normally not pay out? To that, or is I, it just like was there not enough people, or there was like fifteen people, I guess. I don't know. I I really don't know, and I'm I'll tell you what, I'm never gonna find out because I'm never going back there again when I can go three one in a freaking tournament and not even get my entry fee back. It's just that's terrible. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That sounds like missed games. Yeah, it's the worst. It's like it's like oh on. you you top eight at a nationals qualifier. Here's two booster packs. If, if you can go X1 in the tournament and not get cash, then there's a problem with the tournament. They need to, like, make at minimum it. At minimum, store credit for your entry. Not even just real yeah. anything. Just store credit for your entry. Yeah, it just uh, it put me on turbo tilt. I was like, it's funny because I was, like, still thinking I was in a cash in the last round. So I was 2-1, and I had to play against this guy. And, of course, I get paired down, right? So he's, he's uh, you know, 1-2. and two. And I'm like, okay, why did I get the pair down? I don't know. Like, whatever. So I play this kid. First first turn, he's like uh, a bird freaking Mirror Crusader. And then just runs me over because I can't beat Mirror Crusader pretty much. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, So I'm down the game against this guy who's like 1-2 because he just luck sacks the turn 2 Mirror Crusader. And I'm just like, I, am I really going to lose this guy? This is ridiculous. And uh, next next turn, uh, next game, I had to mold a five, right? So I mold a five, and he just keeps a shitter hand, and my hand is like Birds of Paradise, Birthing Pod, two lands, and a go for the throat. So I'm just like, yep, keep it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So I got there against him. Game... Game three, I look at my hand, and it is a turn three Curse of Death hold. So it's basically birds, rampant growth, because I'm running rampant growth in my uh, pod deck now, which have been just insane. Uh, but we can talk about that in, on another cast. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm just like, yep, turn, uh, turn one, birds, turn two, rampant growth, uh, birds, and then untap on turn three, Curse of Death hold you. <laughs> and then he pretty much couldn't do anything. Oh yeah, and then right after I cast the Curse of Death Hold off the top of my deck, Massacre Worm. I'm just like, <laughs> turn three curse, turn four Massacre Worm. Suck it! <laughs> Suck it! Oh man. So anyways, that was uh, that was my fun-filled uh, weekend, and uh, I'm still pissed. I'm still pissed that I didn't cash. That's pretty brutal, dude. Yeah, it's getting to the point where like I'm doing okay in tournaments with the FNM Hero deck, Mm -hmm. But, like, just weird-ass stuff like this is happening. I think it's because of all my luck in the beginning, like, getting sick door prizes and stuff. It's just, like, weird stuff is happening where I just can't get a break. Yeah, that's, uh, that's terrible stuff. Yeah, so, so, yeah, my, uh, my birthing pod list is coming along pretty, pretty nicely. So, uh, have you picked up any new additions? Yeah, yeah, like I said, I added rampant growth. I added four of them. Mm. And, uh... It's uh, it's really sick because in some matchups I actually board two pods out, like in the zombie matchup and stuff. Because like having an early pod only just cost me life, 
it doesn't really do anything. So like if I turn two pot, I've I've like shocked myself, and then like to activate it, like I'm gonna probably shock myself. So <laughs> I yeah, and then the zombie deck is like yeah, I have three two power dudes in the board. It's turn three. Here's six, and then I so shock. In your, so in your in your birthing pod deck, you're siding out your birthing pods. Yeah, yeah, I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, that's a pretty good idea. <clears throat> to dodge hate cards, right? That you know they're bringing in for yeah. you anyway? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's actually just so I don't take damage. Yeah, it's like it's like a dodge against damage. Like you're countering their aggro strategy by like no, next level no. metagaming them. Don't, don't try to do this, J-Boo. Don't try to do this. I'm not, No, I just, I'm clarifying that you're taking out your birthing pods and your birthing pod deck because of a good reason, which is to here's, counteract. Here's their hate here's and my aggro strategies. Here's my so? response to that. Birthing Pod <laughs> is the kind of card that you can either build around or you can use as a value card. Okay. okay. And Delver is not the same thing. All right. So you're trying to compare the Birthing Pod to the Delver of last week. If you look at Brian Kibler's list. I never said that. I'm just saying for listeners who might be making that connection. Okay. Right? So in Brian Kibler's list, he only runs two pods. And he's using it as a value spell. And I'm leaning more toward the value spell pod situation. Because people, like, the kid who I was playing against, he brought in, um, he brought in, like, Graft Digger's Cage and, what's that other one? Stupid, Stony Silence. So, like, oh, and he, Stony Silence just crushes you. So he brought both of those in, and it's just like, wow, like, you really don't want me to activate this pod. So anyways... The thing is, like, I think Birthing Pod as a value spell in this deck is good as long as you don't build your deck, like, just completely leaning on a pod chain. So what I've been doing is I added four Rampant Gross. Um, I still have four pods main. Um, I have a light Birthing Pod chain. It ends at six. I cut Shieldred. Um, I added two Curse of Death's Hold main. And the reason why is just because I'm sick of pl- I'm playing at F&Ms, right? And, like, there is no control decks in FNMs. I might play like one control deck every two or three weeks. And all there is is like a hundred tokens, a hundred zombies, a hundred friggin' X1 dudes, Delvers, you know, just like infinite. So I just like said, screw it, I'm just gonna put two Curse of Death's Hold main deck. So I've been running that. So it's more like it's becoming more of just like a ramp rampish deck. It's not even really like, Birthing Pot is great, like, late game when I get it, but most of the time I'm just, like, trying to trade my value creatures for their stuff early, like my uh, my freaking Perilous Mirrors and, you know, stuff like that, and then uh, just kind of ramping into a big end game. So, yeah, I've been, uh, been experimenting with some different ideas. I think, like, this is going to sound crazy, but what I think I want to do with it, <laughs> I want to go Junk. And uh, I want to run four Lingering Souls. Well, why not? That card's insane. Yeah, yeah. So Lingering Souls in all the formats. So I think I want, like, four Lingering Souls. I want to cut down to two pods main and maybe keep two, two pods in the board for, like, control matchups and stuff. And uh, so I want to go to four Lingering Souls. I want to get an Elish Norn. <laughs> what? Great yeah. Plains? <laughs> huh? No, no, not great. How are you going to afford an Elishnorn if you can't even prize at 3 1? You're going to have to go seriously. Yeah, this is is why I'm pissed. (laughs) 12 0, buy an Elishnorn, and then have no money left over to play FM Hero. (laughs) Holy shit. 
So I might go I might go crazy like with the junk and like trying to board out pods and run uh run I mean cut cut down to two pods and run uh lingering souls. Cuz my matchup my Delver matchup is just terrible. So having the lingering souls main uh is really good against them. What do you guys think? That card's ridiculous. Well, I mean, not only lingering souls but going away from pod. Well, I mean, I- in my opinion, I think you should play the best deck that you can afford to play. And I think yeah. starting FNM Hero at one point and then switching is, is fine, if not even encouraged. Yeah. I think I think you need to keep grinding to get the dollars to buy what you want and then take it from there. It's do you, I mean, I Do you think gonna, it's do you think it's good to go junk and like like the direction I'm saying where I cut down on pods? Because like the other way to go is the um is is the red jund and yeah. by adding red and then going for trying to get a hunt master or inferno and, and an inferno titan. I think to be honest with you, I think that you should focus on making the best pod deck that you can first. And in my opinion, that's because pod decks are uh completely non interactive. Um it's really difficult to interact with someone who's doing shit with pod. Yeah, you want to be looking like I think if you're going to go junk colors, lingering souls is good. But I like I, th- I still think you then get access to really sweet cards like Blade Splicer. Yeah, which is like an epic pod creature, right? Yeah. And also in the new set, how fucking hot is this for your FNM hero? You know that they reprinted Borderland Ranger, right? No, I didn't know that. What is yeah. that? What card is that? Borderland Ranger. It's like Mike Flores oh. Rejoice. Yeah. It's the, the green 2-2-2 two, two, two human that uh, yeah. fetches a land, That's basic land sick. in your hand. Yeah. Because yeah. it serves two purposes, right? It helps you pot up. It also like satisfies your land requirements. And it's a 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, that's sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, so like, so you the guys think is- I should probably stay stay in the pod realm. Yeah, I think so because, like I said, like Pod is is my personally anyway my worst matchup because um, I can't interact with it. Like they just sit there doing whatever they want, and I'm like, ah, fuck. Like I hope I just go off earlier than you and kill you because if not, then I lose. Like because I just can't interact with you, and you'll get a massacre worm, and or like a even like even like a worm coil or. A hunt master, or like anything, where I'm just like. Yeah. Ugh. So the other reason why you should remain in pod, and this is actually going to be the most sound one that's going to resonate with you. You ready? In a pod deck, you don't need like infinite copies of any one or two cards. Yeah. So from a financial standpoint, it's really easy to. It's similar to commander, right? Like if you you only need one, you don't need fucking four tundras. You only need one. Yeah, you know? yeah, that yeah. Was, that was one of the reasons why. I went with pod is because I would only need one of like X creature or something. Yeah. yeah. So I would stick with that because of that until you can get financial because of that too. Like because of only needing one or two answers to any, you know, to go in any one direction. Um, you can also metagame against more decks at once and easier because you only need to be like, cause you can, you're effectively, you have like tutors for all your cards and yeah, like silver bullets. Yeah. And like, it's almost like with fauna shaman, where you you just played a deck that had like like five silver bullets in it or four silver bullets in it that could deal with any one threat and at any time you could just go get whichever one you needed right and um, like I have a friend Peter at uh, my local store and he's playing pod and basically the focus that he's taking with pod he doesn't want to just net deck and 
play the best creatures and whatever. Um, because he's still kind of in his Chris Lansdale phase, but he he basically is playing a pod deck where he wants to play just the the best creatures that do something when either when they die or when they come into play, and preferably both if he can if he can swing it. Um, I mean, it doesn't happen often that you get both, but um, but like so, and his pod is actually it's not optimal by any stretch, but it gives me a run for my money when I play against him because of things like that, like. Because he'll go and get, like, you know, a fucking... What's that zombie that puts three minus one minus one counters on something? Skin render. Skin render. He'll, he'll, yeah. he'll, go, he'll go from, like, a, like a Viridian Emissary into, like, a Blade Splicer into a skin render. And then I'm, like, as a Delver player, I'm just like, ooh, like, I really hope that I find a sword to put on my Invisible Stalker because, like, your Golem blocks my Geist and you just killed my fucking Delver flipped or not and now you have a four drop to get into your five drop to get in like and I, I if i don't have a way to like vapor snag the creature that he is gonna pod away i don't have a way to interact with that deck right mm-hmm. and so yeah. i think like for that reason i think you should personally stay with like pod and um like you're just gonna get more success out of it and try to build a really tight good working pod list so that you can, you know, get up some bank, and then maybe you could start getting like an Elish Norn. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I still want to go junk because that'll give me O Ring. Like O Ring's pretty strong against zombies. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I want, I want to play that new angel, the Flicker Angel that has yeah. Flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That should resets your Strangle Root guys. Yeah, yeah, or should reset my Skin Render, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Yeah, that thing is uh, that thing, or my Massacre Worm. I'm just like, yeah, worm you again. Woo! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that thing is sick. So I'm also pumped. It's too bad those lands from the new set are, like, crazy expensive. Because, like, I would love to have those in my deck. Uh, the ones where you name a creature type and then you can play it without it getting countered. Yes. The caverns. The, uh, yeah, the, ca- the caverns, spirit. Yeah, yeah. I, I would straight just run four of those, like. In in my pod deck, but it's just they're just way too expensive. I'll never. Well, you gotta name a creature type, right? Yeah, but I don't care. I'll name like worm. (laughs) (laughs) Then then I get to play masker worm or worm coil. Yeah, that's true. I guess. And those are the only two things I like care about resolving under. Sometimes I'll have to name ooze for the uh, acidic slime. Yeah. Or you know, but uh, is that an ooze? I don't even know what the hell that is. I think it's news. Um, but yeah, I like. Other than acidic slime and the two worms, like everything else, I don't really care if it resolves. Like, you know, it's just value stuff to pot away. Yeah, it's true. Well, I think that uh, you're in for some really interesting decisions at the very least. Yeah, this is this is gonna make the the F and M hero is gonna be really four weeks from now when I actually get to write about this stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, it's gonna be interesting when I start talking about the spoilers and like what cards. I'm going to be, like, trying to get before they go up in price, and, like... You sure you want to do that before you get them? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just wondering, because, like, you know, people are on to you. Have you experienced any of that yet? Like, what do you mean? Like, where people read your articles or know what you're doing, and then, so, like, have insight to what you're playing and or how to trade rape you? Uh, Yeah, I mean, they all know, they all know what's going on. Like, I mean... Yeah, they they know exactly what they're gonna sideboard right when I sit down because yeah. they see me in my crappy sleeves and my they're just like yeah he's playing F and M heroes so ah uh, that sucks yeah it does kind of suck but like 
I don't know. I'm I'm not really. There's like a handful of guys who can really like beat me, and then there's the rest is just like it's mostly variants. Like which like, which of course you have like a higher potential to lose to because of the variants of your deck like not being refined and stuff. Yeah. So like every mistake I was telling Alex Hain this. Every mistake that I make is just magnified like 10 times because like it's harder to recover when you just don't have cards that are going to help you. So I just realized how like bad of a magic player I am because every mistake is just like, well, you just lost the game. Like, well, shit, (laughs) you know, like other, other decks, you're just like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, well, still got all these. And (laughs) in my head, I'm like, well, still got this Phyrexian Rager. Hmm. Probably not going to get me there. <laughs> Still got these perilous mirrors. Hmm. Pretty sweet. I'm going to cast this perilous mirror. Oh, I'm going to fly over you with a delver of the sword and kill you. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> totally should have bring out my stinger fling spider. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm seriously. That guy's a champ in the delver matchup. Woo. <laughs> in the delver matchup. <laughs> Isn't uh, like Daybreak Ranger just fine in that matchup, and it's only a three drop? Yeah, I actually and traded you can, like one up. Yeah, I actually and... traded for one of those, and I have one one mountain in my deck now because because nice. uh, I'm playing oh. that. So Daybreak Ranger on the other side is fight, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why people bring that card in against Delver. I think that's a fucking misboard. Well, I think the one side of it is just still tap, deal two damage, target creature with flying. But yeah. so why would I flip uh, a Delver into that? Like I've if you're not flipping your Delver, I don't really care what you're doing then. But then like yeah, I've, yeah, I mean, I'm okay. That's that's true. I've literally never lost a Delver to a Daybreak Ranger. That's because you bored him out, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I've had people where they're like, "Yep, turn three Daybreak Ranger," and I'm like, "Okay, like invisible." Well, after you've already invisible flipped your Delver sword. Uh, well. kill you. Or, uh, they play Daybreak <laughs> Ranger, and then I'm like, I guess I just Vapor Snag that? And then they just never replay it. Yeah, I do that shit all the time. <laughs> if they Vapor Snag it, I'm like, crap, I'm on, tr- I've already got, like, I'm at four mana? Then yeah. I'm not obviously cast my Daybreak Ranger again. Yeah! Like, and then I'm like, okay, sweet Daybreak Ranger in your hand. Like, <laughs> it, it, like it's just... I don't know if that's actually correct, like, if I should do that, but, like, I feel like at that point, like... Usually, There's enough like, spirits going around that it's fine as a one of in the main deck anyway. It's a pod deck, for Christ's sakes. Like, yeah, yeah, I, no, found, I, mean, I yeah. found that it's it's a strong card, like, especially against some decks, like, humans has such a hard time with it, because yeah. they don't really, can't really remove it that great, and it's just like, oh, now I'm just going to fight all your dudes, and I'm going to win. Yeah, yeah. That's... And then if they do remove it, it's like, they O-ring it, then I just slime their like... O-ring. Doesn't doesn't humans have like a lot of low drops though? They can just flip them back. Yeah, they could. And then you're like, okay, untap, upkeep, draw, go, so you can flip him. Yeah, but I have birthing pods, so I can like be like untap, upkeep. Oh, sorry. Yeah, birthing pods, something go. Yeah, I didn't realize that we were still talking about in a connotation in your deck. I thought we'd like we're talking about it specifically in. Oh, generally, like in like green, red aggro, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I just, I've noticed that all deck. of a sudden that I'm seeing a lot of Daybreak Rangers as if people think it's like the hyper tech nut, and, I, and then mm. I'm like, every time someone plays a a fucking Daybreak Ranger, I just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't really think it's. I, I think it, it's applicable against Delver, but I don't think it's great against Delver. 
I'm not like, oh, Daybreak Ranger, this is going to get me there. I'm like, oh, Daybreak Ranger, well, it is going to get vapor snagged. Yeah, like, going to eat a vapor snag, and then I guess I'm just never going to cast this guy because I'm curving out, and this card sucks. Yeah, that's the that's the problem. Is like it's it's one of the few targets that's good for your vapor snake because you don't want to like vapor snake like my solemn no. or even my Frexian rager. Oh, <laughs> oh man, here's a hilarious story. Hold on. So that kid, remember that kid who just rolled me, right? Um, he almost didn't win, and this is what happened. So he got that that freaking mirror crusader, and he was like beating the crap out of me, and I think I massacre wormed it away. But I was at really low life. And so what ended up happening was um, there was this convoluted board state where he had Fiend Huntered my Phyrexian Rager. And he had a Fiend Hunter on the board and a stupid, uh, that stupid 2-1 first striker that that has like a Thorn of Amethyst on it. Talia? Talia. I can remember like every other card but the name of the actual card I'm talking about. So... So, yeah, so he had a Talia, and he had a Fiend Hunter with my Phyrexian Rager, and I was at one life, right? So, like, I actually couldn't kill the the stupid Fiend Hunter, uh, because if I killed it, then the Rager would come back and play and kill me. So, like, I had a 3-3 three, three, three beast because he beast within something, so he wouldn't swing at me because he didn't want to lose his... Uh, <laughs> he, didn't want to, he didn't want to lose his freaking uh, fiend hunter. <laughs> so That's I'm, brutal. I'm sitting there at one life with the with the beast and a birds of paradise, and I'm like, oh man, I'm like, if he swings with that fiend hunter, I'm just gonna block with the birds so that he lives, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I'm just trying to play this like convoluted game and it, just like trying to edge my way so I can get a worm coil engine and then like gain six life and then finally kill that stupid thing and get it back, like. Finally, he's like plays a, oh man, what's that stupid guy? Um, he's like a two drop, and you can pump him and make him a bird. Oh man, what is that guy's name? <laughs> yeah, I Kibler used to love Skin Shifter. Oh sure, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he he finally like he has like three dudes on the board, but he doesn't want to swing into my beast. Okay, and even though it would just kill me if he swings, but whatever. He's he's got this under control. So he plays a skin shifter, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh shit! Like here it comes. So then he's like, turn it into a bird. I'm like, yeah, okay. He's like, swing. Like he's just gonna kill me. I'm like, oh, block my birds of paradise. He's like, oh, okay, uh, oh. oh. And then and I'm just like, all right. So I untap. Um, I I freaking massacre worm him, right? And then uh, he goes, oh wait. Turned it into a zero eight, and I'm like, okay, you got it. So everything dies, but this thing and the stupid fiend hunter. And then afterward, he's like, turn into a bird, hit you, and I'm like, yeah, you got it, you win. <laughs> he doesn't want to attack the fiend hunter, but whatever, no. he, whatever, he's got it under control. <laughs> oh man! Wow. wow! I was so miserable trying to navigate that stupid fiend hunter because I'm like, man, once that thing dies, I die. <laughs> And oh, I was just thinking, man. I was just thinking, the stupid Phyrexian Ranger, why am I running this card? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I could have just won the game. <laughs> wait, wait, thought... turn it into an 08 plant? 
Yeah, you got it. Yeah, it's funny because I wasn't swinging with the three three beast, and like any normal player would be like, "Why isn't he swinging with his beast?" Like, yeah. But for him, it just made total sense. Why would it swing with my beast? <laughs> Obviously, he's not swinging. He's a blocker. Jeez. Yeah, he just he doesn't want to lose his guy. He wants to keep me off of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, that must be awful. See, this is what someone someone asked me why I don't do F and M hero. And then I was just like, oh, man, there is no fucking way that I could sit through FNM and play good players and just get beat up and then go and play all the bad players like that guy and just fucking watch them, like, just sink the Titanic. Oh, man. Yeah, there was, uh, there was another guy I was playing. He was for the first time. Which is a pretty fast deck, by the way. Holy smokes, man. Just an FYI for you. <laughs> yeah, that thing is brutal fast. So he uh he ends up like I end up getting worm coil in game one and then he just kills me, like with a brimstone volley off the top or whatever. And I'm just like, Okay, well couldn't get couldn't get there with the worm coil engine. So like he kills the worm coil engine. And leaves the two the two tokens. So I swing in with the tokens, and it puts me at like eight life. So then he uh, sacks the dude, and then brimstone volleys me. He's like, "You're dead," and I'm like, "No, I gain life off my token." And I'm just like, <laughs> "He's like, oh yeah." And so like he gets sacked. He didn't even oh. swing. Like the guy had like intimidate. He had that stupid intimidate guy. Yeah, he didn't even cool. swing. He just was like, "Sack him, kill kill you." And I'm like, "No." So he has, like, no board now and, like, no cards in hand. And I'm just like, oh, man, well, now I'm going to get my worm coil engine back because, you know, my Gliss is on the board. And so I get the worm coil engine, freaking play the worm coil engine. I'm like, go. And then he just, like, rips another brimstone. He's like, looks at my life total, and he looks at the card and then looks at my life total, and he's like, brimstone volley? And I'm like, yeah, okay, you got it. Like, I'm like, I pretty much knew you had it, like, once you looked at my life total. <laughs> Yeah, I could never put up with that shit. So, um, I just want to kind of go and say that uh, I have to really appreciate uh, the latest developments column that Zach Hill has been writing for the Mothership. Um, he really has been able to give us an honest and sort of transparent view into some of the perspectives and opinions and most importantly, the mistakes that R and D have been making with cards um, and what they're doing about it. Uh, why this is relevant today is they finally in English have confirmed 100%. There's a picture on the mothership that cavern of souls is indeed a card. Um, what? This is, yeah. So it's cavern. It's the, the cards ridiculous, right? So as cavern of souls enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Taps for a colorless mana, or taps to add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Spend this mana only to cast a creature spell of the chosen type, and that spell can't be countered. Okay? So, everyone looks at it. So let me just, I'm going to read a quick ex, quick excerpt here, because this is, this is, this is really Im impressive in my opinion. It says, so alright, so this card fixes the mana in your creature decks and ensures you basically anything you can cast can resolve if you want it to. We expect it to define almost every format in which it can be played. But this card is part of a bigger picture, as I'm sure you can tell. Specifically, there's one big question I'm sure is on your mind. Why does it have that last ability? Well, I'm glad you asked. And there's a picture of Snapcaster Mage. He says very simply, I'll be real with you. We messed up with Snapcaster Mage. 
Hmm. Now he goes on. He says, I'm not going to sit here and look you in the eye and tell you the Snapcaster Mage is a fair magic card. <laughs> he says, nor am I going to blame anyone <laughs> else for it. <laughs> no, nor am I going to blame any of my colleagues for the problem. I worked with Tiago Chan to design it, and by the time we realized how powerful it was in concert with the abundance of one-mana cantrips and standard, the card was already out the door. So we knew it was something we were going to have to attack in order to keep standard in check. The challenge was deciding how to do that. So they go on and on and on to go on you know, through there. But I just thought that like that section unto itself was really awesome. Because it's, it's been a long time um, since we've had that sort of transparency from the R&D team. And I think it's pretty sweet. I think that's awesome. I mean, I also think this land makes me want to fucking poop. Anyways, carry on. <laughs> I, I kind of like, it's just kind of like, it's weird to me because maybe these R&D guys are like too stuck in like R&D world or something. But when I yeah, first saw Snapcaster Mage, I was like, dude, that card is insane. Like, there's no way that's like a well, fair magic card. Wasn't somebody <laughs> just talking about how they didn't, somebody was talking about this on Twitter and they said they didn't have... What was it, Cobblade or Delver? Yeah, they didn't have Delver decks, they said. They didn't, they didn't have Delver decks in Future Future League when they were testing this set. Yeah. They just, just nobody decided to use this card. Or these cards together. And uh, I, I find that so surprising. There's not a logistically, there's not a way for them to do it. Like, how do you keep your, your future cards under wraps, but have the best players in the world and the best deck builders in the world build decks with them? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's it, yeah. It just kind of like it makes me wonder about the future, future league if they didn't have Delver decks, you know. Well, I, I think the main issue is is that, like you said, like they messed up with Snapcaster Mage, right? Like they just didn't realize at that moment that Snapcaster in that deck would be so insane. Yeah, which seems like an oversight, but I mean, also when you play with it, don't you just realize like? The first time I played with against Snapcaster Mage, we were testing, like, before the set came out. We were just testing, like, Bruise. First time I played against it, I'm like, this card is obnoxious. Like, yeah, it's, it's just so annoying. Like, Mana League, Mana League, Snapcaster Mana League. It's just like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. But, like, have you ever seen the decks that, like, <laughs> Wizards employees put forward? No. Like, oh, my God, look at this card. It's so crazy good. And then you're like, what? This card's fucking fucking garbage. Like, mm-hmm. are you? I would high? love to. I'd love to see those decks. And then, the, yeah. yeah, like I would too. But like, I just I'm at a point where I can't. Like, they're like Lansdale decks. Like, that's what R and D plays like because they have every card available to them. They play very, like, cute and very, you know, it's not a pro tour. They're trying to test the mechanics and test the set and do X and do Y. Plus they're not, they're not like the, they're not pro players. They're not, you know, they're not, I guess, cutting edge. It's almost like, you know, when you, when you retire, you kind of lose some of your magic. Like (laughs) they're like that. And it's just like, Oh, you're like, you're watching them. You're like, how come you're not playing this card? And instantly they're like, Oh yeah, I guess Snapcaster Mage would go really good on this blue black control deck that has forty instants and sorceries. <laughs> so, so it's it's an interesting thing that uh, also is in this article. I got I got to mention it. I'm reading it now. It's insane. It says um, one of the problems is that Mana Leak is simply a much more powerful card than we'd be comfortable printing under modern development rules. Similar to why the swords are so powerful, their costs were locked in before people really understood how to price equipment. Mana Leak is a relic of a bygone era. 
So what this tells me is there's no fucking way that Manalik is being printed in M13. Yeah. Like, there's no way. It's it's done. So well, what So what yes. are they going to put in the place? Like, are they... Are they Fuck, do you some think fills, just... like, cancel? <laughs> God. Yeah, you can't get anything that's better than Manalik, right? Like so, maybe they make it maybe they make it like pay two or something or maybe they bring back negate and uh, essence scatter essence scatter because remember before Manalik got reprinted in what M eleven M ten M those were the those were the counter spells in the decks right those were yeah. the it was like a combination of those which we already have right we have negate and we already have that we have the Phyrexian one where you counter a creature psychic only. barrier psychic right? barrier yeah. So maybe yeah. they maybe they're just gonna go that route. Maybe maybe, maybe they'll print, make an exile. I'd like to see them reprint spell pierce. I think spell snare. Oh, I would love spell pierce. Yeah, I would like to have spell pierce back. Spell snare. You think they're gonna reprint that? That would Whoa. be sick. That takes care of uh, snapcaster mage. Yeah, but what else? What does spell snare do? You? I mean, oh, it, it would also make snapcaster mage better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's one blue Jay, it's it's one blue uh counter target convert counter spell with converted mana cost of two. Of exactly so two. Yeah, it's pretty narrow, but mm. it's pretty awesome. Um That's yeah, but they narrow. they make mention as well in this article of other cards like compulsive research, force spikes, remand, signets. Apparently we're just not gonna get those again. Oh no remand? No. <laughs> oh, man, that sucks. That card's awesome. Yeah. So, like, it's interesting because, I mean, it very clearly is moving towards a, you know, beat guys with guys sort of thing. You know, well, like, it's not it's it's not going to be fought over spells anymore. No. And, like, from the, from the, the cards that are spoiled so far, it's going to be turn guys sideways, don't play spells. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know if you guys have noticed, but, like, there's, like, no good removal so far in Avacyn, and there's infinite ways to protect your guys, and there's a bunch of, like, auras. Like, like, Rise of the Eldrazi, like, there's a bunch of just creature enchantments that we're not going to be able to deal with, so it's just going to be, like, play a guy, make him a 5-5 with two creature enchantments, crush you. Yeah. Play I'm, my bomb. I mean, I like... I, I don't like playing games like that, but I like the way that the set's going. Like, it feels pretty epic, you know? It does. Yeah, no, it does for sure. It feels scary. It's just like, oh, crap. Yeah. Something bad's going to happen. I got to tell you, it's it's making cards like Appetite for Brains seem even <laughs> more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, wish. Yeah, if you could just eat the brains of all these angels. <laughs> Well, I don't know, man. Like, okay, so I don't know if you guys, I, John. I know you have premium KYT premium. Jay, I don't think you do. But, nope. Um, <laughs> Jerry and and uh, Brad have been doing some awesome fucking shit over there, and I think that you know I gave him really big kudos on Twitter this weekend last. But I really want to just kind of make sure that everybody that doesn't have Twitter that listens to the show knows, like. They've been doing their playtest sessions, which are, like, legitimately competitive, you know, playtest sessions. I mean, we mentioned it before. But, like, this week, the one that posted, they actually were playing decks that were mandated to play at least seven cards from the new set. So a couple really sweet new brews. And, like, a couple of them are fucking scary, man. Like, Brad Nelson made this um, Gristlebrand combo deck. 
that looks extremely oppressive and really consistent. Uh, black, red, white. It's like, obviously, it's an Unburial Rites Necroticus deck. But it's fucking insane. It's insane. So I just want to give them a real good shout-out. I think they're doing excellent, excellent work. And I've already asked them to come on the show, but we're just waiting to see if they'll actually do it or not. <sighs> <laughs> Why wouldn't they? I know. We're so good. Oh, man. Yeah, I got to I gotta catch up on my... Uh... I've been wanting to watch that whole, like, Brad and Jerry duel. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is, like, I, like my time is so blocked out right now. Like, I've just been doing editing and writing and just, like, just so much freaking stuff that I even haven't had time to sit there and watch these things. It's pretty sad. It is sad. Because they're pretty good, guts to tell you. Yep, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, Jerry's list is really interesting. It's a blue-green splash red uh, ramp deck that plays like Temporal Masteries and Tamios and Frost Titans and like insane shit. It's really cool. Dude, I talked about that in the Brewmaster group, bro. Yeah, I know. But except Jerry made it work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. I had my head in the same headspace. <laughs> I got to see, no, see how similar this deck is to the one I listed. You bastard. Yeah. Anyways, it's really good. It would look really exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm just really pleased with what they're doing. So, guys, if you listen to this or if you hear about it, if you guys know, like, tell them tell them you want them on the show because we would totally love to listen to them talk about how they came up with this and all that shit. So, anything else? KYT, you've got like a big tournament this weekend, don't you? Oh, two tournaments. So, yeah. So what's going on? On Saturday, it's the World Cup qualifier that you know everybody want. A lot of people want to see me win it because you get to be on Team Canada if you do. So I'm really, I've been really testing hard. Um, and there's a PTQ on Sunday that's also standard at the same place. So it's going to be like a Magic Field weekend. And, and then pre-release next weekend. Right. <laughs> so this is the first time, like, that I've ever, like, gone to someone's house, a friend's house, to actually, you know, spend a night, like, a few hours just grinding standard matches. I have never done that before. I just uh, maybe play, like, an FNM or a few games or play a few online games to get a feel for the deck. And it wasn't that hard because it was to beat everyone with Cobblade, but here like actually sitting down in real life with people and talking about specific deck uh, card choices you know i've never done that so pretty serious about this weekend as i mentioned in the last episode i am basically locked onto the green red ramp deck that uh cedric phillips took to a top eight um at a ptq and online one of the online ptqs and it's been really good the the glimmer posts the inclusion of Glimmer Post in that deck doesn't make the mana um, that much worse. It's, like, worth the trade-off. And I've won many games just just gaining four life and then attacking again, gaining eight, and it was significant enough. Uh, it was, like, this deciding factor like against red-green aggro, against many of the aggressive decks. And uh, I really love the red-green ramp deck. So if you want to play a ramp deck that's, you know, more consistent than Conley's junk ramp, then Cedric's uh, red green wrap is the way to go. Wolf How are you gaining life in this deck? A glimmer uh, post. Oh. 
<laughs> so you you get two, and then you get the other two. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I guess explain it. Explain it for listeners, because maybe they don't get it. Like, all right, like so, a glimmer post. You get uh one life for every uh post. Yeah, a glimmer post that it's in play. Um, so it's it doesn't in like cloud post or whatever. It doesn't come into play tapped, which is something like some people that think about this card might think it does, but it doesn't. So. The only really drawback is, of course, that it's colorless. Um, and there isn't that many unique things about this list. It's it cuts back on Galvanic Blasts because, like, it plays zero because of the amount of colorless lands. You don't expect yourself to have turn one red source and to be able to Galvanic Blast a Delver. So it has to sell, settle for Whip Flares, Slag Storms, and Devil's Play. But uh, that's the list I'm planning to play on both days because it's been testing really well. And obviously the trouble matchups are the blue-black control that I think, you know, that's where you hope to get Thrun. And um, black-white tokens can be tough if they, you know, go turn one, uh, like the Parish guy, and then turn two, gather the Townsfolk. And and if they have more Crusades and Hero Blade Hold is, it's just a beast because Slagstorm doesn't kill it. So, but other than that, I'm very comfortable playing against any other deck. It's good. Just run some combust for that, uh, for that well, hero, bro. So Cedric has two copies of Dismembers instead because it also deals with uh, Phyrexian Obliterator. So uh, I've been I've been you know wondering which one's the better slot because combust obviously doesn't lose me a ton of life necessarily. That's really good, dude. Well, I wish you all the best of luck. Yeah, well, I can't wait to see Luke, who's uh, coming down for that. <laughs> so, it's uh, speaking of Luke, it's officially his birthday. Ooh. So, we should make sure that we send him some uh, birthday Twitter love and give him a birthday shout-out. So, at Manabase on Twitter, happy birthday, brother. Happy birthday, Luke. Manabase. <laughs> yep. Happy B-Day. Base. Oh, my gosh. Look at this wolf, dude. Yeah. Have you He's seen pretty insane, wolf? too. Oh, my God. Yeah, he, he got spoiled yesterday. Really? I haven't looked at any of the spoilers this week yet. Dude, this is one and two green for a 3-3 a three, three wolf with a regenerate, right? And flash. Flash. Get out of here. I don't know. Why is that insane? It's insane for a common uncommon cube. Oh. It's a, it's gonna be it's stupid and limited like it's really yeah. gonna be good. No, that's true. But um, I think he'll be he'll be pretty sweet. Oh, pillar of flame is sweet. Oh man, that card is good. Oh, it's a sorcery. Gross. <laughs> Where's it? <laughs> Gross. Yeah, because you could kill like undying creatures with this, and it exiles them. But unfortunately, you can only do it on your turn. Oh, so it's just a solution for Grape Crawler and Jarrell's Messenger? Yeah, which is insane, but it's sorcery. Yeah. Like, I would, pl- I'd ha- I would have to play that. <laughs> I think most red decks are just going to play f- probably four of these. Because it's just a shock anyways, you know? Because you can still dome a player with it. Also of note is this kills um, Doom Traveler and doesn't bring back... Yeah. Doesn't bring back the spirit. Yeah, boy. Because it exiles it instead of destroying it. Sorry. I like it. I like it. 
That's a good card. Foils. Yeah, get sweet. the foils. Yeah, get the foils, <laughs> yeah. Sweet. What the fuck is this, Phil? Do you guys want to talk spoilers for a minute? I just want to talk about the first spoiler. Which one is Angel, that? Angel of Glory's Rise. Seven oh, mana, seven mana, flying four six. When Angel of Glory's Rise enters the battlefield, exile all zombies. <laughs> oh yeah, that was spoiled a couple days back. Yeah. Then return all human creatures from your graveyard to the battlefield. <laughs> yeah. What the it's, fuck? It's it's the reverse zombie apocalypse. Oh my god, that's so horrible. Also, it has the best flavor text of all time: "Justice isn't done until undeath is undone." Woo! That's that's like something Bruce Willis would say in like Armageddon Two, Zombies on the Moon. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, I like Terminus. Yeah, I like that card. That's sick to each. Yeah, foils of that for Commander, please. Thank you. I'll take it. Terminus is the wrath. It's Ath the talk. The the talk wrath. Yeah. I feel good about that, man. Yeah, I do too. I really like your card, KYT. Appetite for Brains is insane. I think it's really important because, I mean, nobody wants to be dumping fatties into the yard in this set. There's another Rebirth spell as well, by the way, in white, for those of you that are playing along at home. Um, Defy Death. Oh, yeah. White, white, three, sorcery, uncommon. Return target creature card from the the graveyard to the battlefield. If it's an angel, put two 1-1 counters on it. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. You know what I heard, and I think this is totally false, but my buddy told me this. He said that if you miracle a card, then you can do it uh, on top of a Gaddock Teague, even if the card costs more. Have you guys heard anything about that? I haven't. Mm, I have not. I only play real format. Ooh. No, I mean, I only play uh, standard, so I don't know how that works with Gaddock Teague. Is it an alternate cost, or is it... I... What I'm does Gattuck just, Teague say? I don't think you can play that three Gattuck Teague. Yeah, I don't think you can either. Yeah. It just, it, it, like, because doesn't Gattuck Teague say you can't play spells that cost more than four? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's looking at their casting cost, I think. Yeah. I would say that it's probably not going to get under Gattuck Teague. Somebody's blowing smoke, I think. Because somebody was like, yeah, man, uh, this new Wrath is going to be sick against Maverick. For Stoneblade or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, they're just gonna have a Gaddock Teague, and you can't actually cast it. Yeah. And then he's like, yes, you can, and I'm like, mm, no, don't I don't think, think so. You can, I don't think so, Tim. No. <laughs> um. So, pretty interesting card as well. Uh, Zealous Conscripts. What's that? Red four three three haste human warrior. When Zealous Conscripts enters the battlefield, gain control of target permanent oh, yeah, until end of turn. Yeah. Untap that permanent, it gains haste until end of turn, yeah. so you can threaten a permanent. I mean, that's wow. uh, that's old. Like, that, that spoiler's a couple weeks old, I think. Yeah. But it's, but it's still, I, um, that's going to be insane. I oh. That card is going to win uh, at least limited games just out of nowhere. You're just, like, it's going to win lots of games all the is time. Is this the red card? Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be crazy. Like, uh, red-white humans is a thing. Right, like, like there, it's already a thing in block. I think that it's going to be pretty strong with this card as well. Like against control decks and shit, like hilarious. nice Gideon, nice Gideon asshole, or like how much? Uh, how much is this you're going to ultimate? Five, five. Oh man, I want one of these overrun. Yeah, like at that. Oh, you're going to ultimate your planeswalker, yeah. like <laughs> Liliana, you like. Yeah, I want no, that for my I birthing can't. pod deck. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Because I can go from four to five, untap my birthing pod, 
And then oh. second, no, 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 no. You, you have to know. You, you threaten. Oh no, you're right. Hello, yeah. is hi. You could also do that at three with um, with the guy already, Deceiver Exarch, by the way. Yeah. Which I'm sure I've already told you to start playing. Yeah, but I can also use this to just steal their stuff too. But I, if I want to get into my worm coil quick, I can be like four to, to five. This guy untap, sack him, get my worm coil, or yeah, massacre worm you. Or massacre worm, yeah, yeah, yeah that's oh. sick. Or I could check their birthing pod, and that's that's really good in birthing pod because people are always looking at your birthing pods as being single time usage. Yeah, they're like and look at actually, the chain, like yeah, you actually blow them out. Or I can mm. steal their dude and then birthing pot it away. Yeah. Yeah. I'll That's be like, too. steal your dude. <laughs> yeah. And then next turn you get to get into the six drop. Yeah. Um, so one more commander, awesome commander card that they made, which is going to be another one of those like table flip cards, uh, like Genesis Wave, is Primal Surge, mm. which is green, green, know. eight, green, green, eight. Exile the top card of your library. If it's a permanent card, you may put it onto the battlefield if you do repeat this process. So you basically make mono permanent dot deck and uh, get Primal Surge and go. Wait a second. I guess, I guess if you're making a deck where you are just going to flip your deck, like you're going to have ways to protect yourself and have haste and not be disrupted. Yeah, you just use that I just, guy. I just think it's too fragile. Like somebody could just, like, geyser you and then you have to draw a card and you lose right yeah i just think that this is a really sweet card i like you yeah i really like how they built it um i think it's going to be a lot of fun at the table there will be some decks that are made around this and commander mm -hmm. and they'll be fun oh yeah for sure you know what card is going to be insane because it was insane when m10 was around hmm. righteous strike uh red red no it's common and it's white and it's one white Deals two damage. It's an instant. Deals two damage to target attacking or blocking creature. Yeah. That card in M10, I think, was called... What was that card called? Fuck. And it redirected... It was a little bit better than this. It redirected to... Harm's Way. Harm's, Harm's, Harm's Way. Where it redirected up to two damage to target creature or player. Yeah, that was a lot better than this. It was a lot better than this, but this is still going to just kill people because you can play this card in a deck like humans, blue-white humans, where you basically are just like it's like a vapor snake in, in Delver where you're basically just gonna be sitting there, um, either on the swing deck, you're just gonna be killing all this shit, or um, you know, with your spirits making your spirits effectively three threes. Uh, you know it, like I think it's just gonna be a card where especially in limited, but I, I think it even has applications outside of limited because of it like doing physical damage in white. Yeah. Like, nobody's going to be, like, it's not a path, right? If if people were, you know, trying to play around path to exile or swords or something. But this is just like, okay, block your guy, whatever, like, okay. And then the guy's is done, and then you righteous strike him. Like, that just, cards like that always see play in really super aggro strategies where you need damage, but you're not playing the red cards, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that seems like, it also seems very, like you said, like, kind of sneaky in a blue blue-white human yeah. deck. Yeah. You're just like, oh, nice Delver, <laughs> dead. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, what happens if I go, like, turn one Delver, blind flip, attack you for three, and you're like, you played, like, a fucking Seachrome Coast and passed the turn. Now, sure. I guess your human's deck, you missed your one drop, kill you, and you're like, righteous strike. And then I'm like, holy fuck. No, you're like, righteous strike, dude. 
<laughs> you have to say it like that too. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and cast Righteous Strike, dude. <laughs> it's totally righteous. <laughs> hey, you guys are not laughing now, but this no. is gonna be a, this is gonna be another good game, sir. Watch. No, uh, no, can't be as good. <laughs> and you guys looked at Myth Griffin, obviously, right? At what? Mist Hollow Griffin. No. Oh, this is the one that the the blue blue two for a three three flyer. Yeah, three three flyer. You can cast it from exile. Apparently, Billy Moreno made this card. What? No way. Yeah. How the fuck yeah. Billy Moreno just starts working at Wizards? Like two he, months later, he's got a, like a fucking mythic rare. He was working in the R and D department as an intern. Forever. He, uh, he posted on Facebook. He said, "This is my first mythic. What do you think?" Oh man! Now I have to like it. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's just. Gonna, I'm just excited to have it in like as a one of, uh, or two of index. I have Moreland Haunt and just fucking make you hate your life. <laughs> Surgical extract yourself. Yeah. Get all four copies. Not even like the thing with Mist Hollow Griffin is like I don't even need to Chris Lansdell it to make it good. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna yeah. do is I'm gonna play a three three flyer for four, which is fine, and then kill you with it. What are you going to do? Kill it? Alright, I'm going to make a 1-1 spirit. And then br- and then cast it. So now, now I have a 4-4 four, four flyer. Fuck face. Like, it just seems... It just seems good. It just seems good. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. It'll be, uh... It'll be interesting. Grim Lavamancer shenanigans, too. Seems oh, interesting. yeah. Yeah. So, yep. So, uh, shoutouts. Shoutouts? Shoutouts? Shout I'll go first. Shout out to Brian uh, and Cody for helping me win my mocks. Shout out to Simon Lee, who complained that he wasn't getting enough shout outs. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, really. Shout out to Marenko, who is recently playing Standard, as far as I know, is getting back into Standard and uh, gave me a ride home from the mocks tournament, uh, which was awesome. Shout out to Phoenix Comics and Mike for having that. Shout out to Team Garbage, which is uh, Danny, Daniel, Lawrence, Brandon, Rob. Am I forgetting Austin, who only comes sometimes to playtest? And uh, when I say playtest, I basically mean just lose to me and then argue with me. Um, oh, and Carlin. Carlin, yeah. Uh, shout out to you guys. Shout out to Scotty Mack, who I miss a lot after reading your stupid interview. About how great your whole life is. <laughs> so that was garbage. And I wow. Where I'm just Jeepers, like sad friend. for you because of how awesome you are. Shout out to Joshua Lemish, who fucking like Helen, I think it's Bergeau? Bergeot? The I don't know, the chick that like Chris Lansdell is rocket large for. Uh, and just like talks to her every day, all day about his great accomplishments. Um, shout out to Joshua Lemish, who she like circled around his fucking article about having a stroke and then having magic breathe life back into him. What an awesome! And it was it was fucking. I'm I was proud of that guy. So yeah. shout out to him. He's like just awesome for I don't know living. That's wicked. Good for you. Uh, uh, I think that's probably all the shoutouts I have for now. Shout out to Chris Lansdale. I said your name like a hundred times, so obviously. <laughs> <is> Ked Vader. <laughs> obviously. <you get> <laughs> <shout-out>. 
<laughs> oh man, Diablo three is coming out soon, so you know you gotta play with them. Oh man, Ugh, my, my life ends. <laughs> oh, man. Go ahead, John. All right, I'll go next. Throw that shit out. Uh, shout out to Polish Tamales. Oh. Uh, uh, Twitter. Uh, he's been doing the art for F and M Hero, and this guy is just insane. Like, if you want to see some artwork and you haven't seen it yet, check out my Facebook. I have it in the F and M Hero um freaking album and yeah man freaking he just made a comic book with me on it who who's want to be on the front of a comic book i know i have <laughs> and now i'm on the front of a comic book and i'm there with chris lansdale so shout out have, have you guys seen the comic yeah i saw it it was pretty good yeah it's, it's pretty, pretty sexist it's pretty awesome so, um, so yeah, so shout out to that guy, Polish Tamale, uh, Tamales on Twitter. Um, uh, he's really cool. And, um, let's see, who else do I want to give a shout out to? Shout out to Phyrexian Rager, man. We've had some good times, but that you killed work. me. You killed me, bro. That wasn't cool. Um, shout out to you guys. Shout out to Jay for kicking ass in that tournament and getting a mox yep. and then getting ripped off for it. Uh, shout out to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, shout out to Justin DZ. I gave him a shout out last time, and he's still just as awesome. Shout out to David Mantle for being a sick editor. And um, for some reason, I always read that guy. I don't know why. He's a good writer. That's why, dude. I thought he was a brutal writer, and you just told them that him that to his face. No, he was saying <laughs> I'm brutal to the other writers who write. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, shout out to the whole legit MTG team. And that's it. I have someone else I'm supposed to shout out, but I just keep forgetting to pass it. Hi, Jack. Shout out to Bolt the Bird. Long yeah, that guy's cool. We've never yeah. shouted him out before. And <laughs> it's true. You should be bolting the bird. You should be killing that shit. <laughs> Otherwise, they're like, turn to sword. Fuck you, face. And you're like, ah, my fucking face. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I'll go next. Um, shout out to Luke. Happy birthday, bro. Yep. Um, shout out to all of the people that were at the uh, GPT at uh, Harry T. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for making it so. Um, shout out to... I got to give Luke a special shout out, actually, as well. Second shout out. Fuck, that's crazy. Um, he finally finished my Child of Alara um, altar. Like properly, so it's Child of McCallum. I posted it on Twitter. It's actually a picture of my daughter's uh, in utero ultrasound picture. That's now like the picture for my five color commander. So that's pretty sweet. Um, Dex's having Dex playing out really well. Five color planeswalker proliferate. So thanks to Carlos for his help with that. Um, so shout out to Carlos. Uh, shout out to Ben as well as Carlos again for helping me out with uh, you know perspectives on deck building and Esper and all of that sort of stuff. So pretty sweet. Um, shout out to Shaheen Sarani. Cause I feel bad that I watched all of MJ's videos this week. Um, <laughs> you watched all his clones videos. The, I did the army of Michael Jacobs clones. I did. I watched all of them. <laughs> oh man. All, hey, this guy, Carlos, uh, what's his last name? Uh, Gutierrez. Oh man. He just wrote an article for legit. I know. I just yeah, read the it. Yeah. I read it before. Yeah, I read it before he sent it to you. It was pretty sick. And um, yeah, just like shout out to uh, 
Brad and Jerry for their hard work. Um, shout out to Reed Duke because we need to have that guy back on the show. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah, get yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I've forgotten. Show, I've anyway. forgotten all the jokes that we made about him being like a bear fucker or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was with AJ. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. See? I don't even know my whole bear fucker stories. Where's that AJ? guy been? Where's AJ been? AJ? Yeah. Um, he's he's down anytime we want to have him on. What's his real name? AJ. No, what's Sacher. his full name? AJ Soccer. Adam Sacher. John. <laughs> Anyways, um, shout out to you, Jay, for winning the mocks. Yay. Good job. It was proud. I uh, I showed a picture off that you posted on Twitter. I'm like, look, honey, Jay won a big tournament. She's like, what is that? I'm like, it's a card. <laughs> she goes, why is it so important? I'm like, you see the price tag? And I zoom in. She goes, oh, good for him. <laughs> yeah, so, nice yeah. Guys. Yeah, so that's pretty sweet. So, yeah, I guess that's it for me, KYT. Okay, shout-outs to Jay for winning the mocks and also for uh, trolling our A-team fans for a bit after I said that I broke our Chris Lanzo pact. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually got, like, text messages from close friends that uh, were worried that I was leaving the A-team and... And shout-outs to John Mayer, who's uh, a close friend of mine, who just wanted, like, me to shout him out before I leave. No, no, he has the same (laughs) sounding name. He's like, shout-out to John Mayer, we're going to be partying in Vegas. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, is Jay trolling? I thought so, too. I was a little bit pissed. (laughs) You just fucking ruined it, you jack-o'-nape. Because, like, I emailed you guys, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Who who didn't tell me KYT's going to be fired? I can't it, believe that you think that we would actually do that. Like, I don't know. And then, we're, just and then fire, we're just gonna fire. We're just gonna fire KYT, and we're not gonna tell you. <laughs> You'll find out Thursday when we show up, and we have a new host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, once I found out, fuck? once I found out that it wasn't true, I had to tell the Twitter followers. People are freaking out. I was getting all these messages. What's going on with KYT? Blah blah. I'm just like, Dude, I don't know, man. I'm freaking out too. <laughs> It was all part of my grandmaster plan. KYT's feeling a little stressed, and I wanted him to feel a little loved. <laughs> um, yeah, shout-outs to you three, because uh, there's been some personal stuff that, that I've had to uh, you know, think through, and you guys have helped me out greatly. Um, shout-outs to Joshua Lemish. My <clears throat> Jay shout-out him already, but... Uh, Really loved his article, and he mentioned podcasts as a big reason for you know his recovery, and that was really touching. And it was yeah. extremely touching that I was part of his recovery process in, in some way. So uh, I hope that he keeps writing because you know when I read that it was it was really good. So did you cry? Uh, did you cry? <laughs> I, I almost felt like crying. <laughs> did you get a like little crying. tear? Like a little. <laughs> No, but uh, <laughs> oh, just... what a heartless bastard! No, <laughs> it was close. It was close. It was close. So uh, I would have got a tear if he ent- if he if he mentioned my name, but instead <laughs> he mentioned all of you. He's like the A team: Scott, J, KYT, and Crazy Talk, Alex Hayne, Frankie, and KYT. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, Josh. All right, we'll see how it is. He obviously doesn't like you because I am the star of the show, not close. Obviously. <laughs> Nobody likes Salsa Medina. Oh, man, quiet. I'm just paying, I'm paying penance. That's what it is. 
Yeah. I'm paying penance for being on top of the world. Now I have to play FNM Hero, get smashed by, you know, freaking mouth breathers, and I can't even be the star of the show anymore. Oh, my last shout out goes to I'm surprised I'm actually doing this, but shout out to Robot Large on Twitter. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Follow that guy. <laughs> who took who took one of the lines that uh we started I don't know how long ago now, but uh one of my favorite tweets of this week is A team is the steak, J is the fire, Scotty is the sizzle, and KYT is the seasoning. Who's going to season the steak? Medina? And then he does like the penis thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. man. I didn't get that, but whatever. <laughs> Maybe that's why nobody likes you. Oof. Ooh. That was that, that was, was just sharding. <laughs> you were just sharding. <laughs> All right, shout out to uh, shout out to three to the face on Twitter. He's looking out for us. Do you see the little tweet he sent us? I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it turns out that Scotty's already on top of all of this. Yeah. So, so it's, I mean, it's it's fine that red mages are a little bit behind the times. Yeah. Blue mages, we got that shit. Under control. We don't expect much from you. Oh, and vexing devil. That's a good card, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> put that in all your decks. <laughs> and play it on turn one, please. That's our next level sound. Spell sky. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. All right.